College football fans, welcome back to the College Ball Show. He's Marshall, I'm Chris, and we're here to discuss some college football. What else? It's called the College Ball Show. We are going to, per usual, break down week five, which saw, you know, a variety of teams really stand up and look really good. Clemson, uh, we didn't know if they could go back-to-back against quality teams. Ole Miss, they had to grind it out. Kentucky uh, had a chance to win that game. Ole Miss just grinded that one out on the on the ground. <laughs> 22-19, Oklahoma State had a big win on the road. My Gophers fell, but I did get the plus 12, so I'm not, you know, I'm not that hurt from it. Wake Forest and Florida State, I was really wondering where that would go. Wake Forest uh, put it on a minorly anyway, 31 to 21. So there is a variety of uh, close games, upsets, all that good stuff. You know, even the Bama Arkansas, for a second there, I thought, oh, 17 safe. Yeah, they'll be able to do it. Nope, not at all. 49 to 26, even with the backup quarterback. So we're going to talk and recap week five as we uh, do per usual. Then. We're going to break down what is a very intriguing week six, number eight, Tennessee, on the road, not at night, but on the road at number 25, LSU, the battle of the unbeatens in Lawrence, TCU, number 17, 4-0, another 11 o'clock game. You know, it seems like ever since Fox started doing their primetime stuff in the morning, and it's done good ratings. It's like, hey, maybe we should put good games on at 11, you know, and, and now you're seeing a ton of good games at 11. Um, but TCU-Kansas, that's a major, major game. Um, Utah-Ukula, Utah-UCLA, both coming off really, really impressive victories. Um, BYU at Notre Dame, that's an interesting one, too. Can Kansas State keep the you know good mojo going um, and beat Iowa State, or is Iowa State bound to like, hey, we're gonna win one of these games? You know, are we actually gonna win one of these games? We'll see, um, but we'll definitely get into it. And of course, the crafty, crappy pick of the week. Uh, you know, hopefully it comes through this week. Definitely have been off to a great start there. If you've been uh, taking it to the window. You've been cashing it in. Um, if this is your first time listening to the College Ball Show, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash rope it up radio. You don't have to go to blog talk and rope it up, though. You can find this here College Ball Show under the rope it up radio podcast platform on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Player FM, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spricker, uh, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and a plethora of of other platforms while you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegruelingtruth.com. And one more thing, if you're thinking about cutting the cord or you have, you're not quite happy, I got something for you. It's called Direct TV Stream. It's the best of live TV and on-demand. There's no annual contracts, no hidden fees. Plus, you get to enjoy regional sports networks. Um, if you decide to uh, go with the choice or ultimate package, that gives you three free months of Showtime, Star, Cinemax, and Epics, that's $160 value there. The prices for a limited time, the prices start as low as $49.99 for two months. And even at that, it's $69.99 after two months. That's direct TV stream. Okay, let's bring in the co-host, Marshall. 
and see how he's doing on this fall day of October 5th. How you doing, my man? I'm uh, I'm doing okay. I'll be better when my vacation starts in about 12 hours. So uh, life's been a little hectic, but uh, thankfully this vacation I planned three months ago uh, turned out to be, couldn't have been a better timed vacation. So with that said, um, let's talk sports, which is normally a part of life you enjoy unless you lose bets or your team loses in weird fashion. But um, today, my opening rant's almost a moral victory. Man, Mizzou almost had, probably would have been the mm. uh, biggest win of school history. And it I would mean, have been the biggest I, win of the year. I like, you know, I, I I was sexting a good buddy of mine who went there, and I was like, dude, would this be the biggest? Did you say texting time? or sexting? Because I swear to God, oh. it it kind of sounded like you said sexting. Oh, no, I I kidding. was uh, I was text texting my best friend uh, who went there, <laughs> uh, te- texting yes about sports. Um, and I was like, oh, it this could be, the be biggest... sports texting now that I think about it. But keep going, sorry. Well, there, there's that TikTok challenge thing where you see, like, a wife cooking, and they have, like, they're not challenged, but the, 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 the Aikman says, like, some, like, regular NFL stuff, but it obviously sounds kind of, like, very sexual, and then the women react. It's kind of funny. Right, right. TikTok. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> um, man, um, I think what we're seeing, Chris, is the fact that Georgia, despite their Oregon beatdown, did regress a little bit, okay? Um Stenson Bennett is not the next upcoming Josh Allen or Justin Herbert. And that defense is a little – they lost a little bit. So, obviously, Georgia started out super hot. Uh, they, they But their last couple of weeks, they, they struggled yeah. against a bum team last week. Coming um, back to the pack. Yeah, and Missouri – give Missouri credit. Up until the fourth quarter, Missouri did – they were they – were, Given a little in the middle of the field, but their defense was really holding George to field goals. Now, I'll admit that George's defense was holding Missouri to field goals, too. But final score of 26-22, Missouri was up 10, 22-12 in the uh, in the second half. And so you're like, okay, like th- this thing could happen. And Missouri's kicker, who last week missed a 23-yard field goal dead center to rights to cost his team a game against uh, Auburn, hit like mm. three field goals from over 48. But unfortunately, um, Georgia's tight ends who look like they're freaking like um, Megatron and like, you know, <laughs> uh, their tight ends are enormous. Um, but they made, an, they made a couple of plays. Missouri's uh, offense couldn't quite get down, but one of the plays of the game was when Missouri had a lead. They're, they had a, a running back have a 63-yard run. If it would have been a 64-yard run, that lead would have gone up um, from 3 to 10. Instead of the lead went from like 3 to 7. But Missouri had a huge run tackled on the 1. They tried to rush up this third quarter, and they committed a false start. So it went from, you know, a quarterback dive or, you know, three runs from the 1, you're probably going to score. The ball goes back to the 6. They have to set up for a field goal. Um, the announcer said that could have been the play of the game, and in a way, in a way, it was because they only ended up losing by four points. That four points they passed up there was tough. But hey, if you're Missouri, um, it, it wasn't the biggest win in history because it didn't occur. That was a moral victory, but they're two and three on the year and zero two conference now, so that's tough. And if you're Georgia, I again, Chris, I think um, when the year started, people said, "Oh, oh wow, like this good team could be our last year." I don't think that's the case. I still think that George obviously is a top 
three team in the country. But I think we're starting to see, okay, you did lose an incredible amount of talent to the draft. Your quarterback probably is not going to win a Heisman. So there's a little bit of kink in the armor, but at the end of the day, they, they got the job done on a, on a um, road conference uh, game. Yeah, maybe they worked on a bunch of plays in the offseason and they looked really good offensively throwing the ball down the field. And now people are like, okay, we found out what you are good at. Let's take that away. I don't know uh, what sure. it is. but So you say the, the Missouri kicker misses short ones but can hit long ones. I bet you my Vikings will look to draft that guy because that is actually like to the Q, uh, you know, to the T, I should say. Um of a, a Vikings kicker there. So we'll, we'll have to look at him in the draft. Why don't we just get it over with right now? Cause we know it's going to oh, be trust brought me, up. Uh, you're, you're, Number your 14. Good. Your co your co-host had Vikings minus three and a half. So we don't got to talk about Viking kickers. <laughs> That's <laughs> why I didn't bitch. touch that late. I was like, I almost did it too, dude. I almost freaking did it. I, I, you know, it opened at two and a half. She just took it the freaking two and a half. I know, no, I know, I know. I I thought about it that day. I was like, nah, and I was so happy I didn't. But I, I was right there, like, about the press, yes, you know. Um, but number 14, Ole Miss, and number 7, well, formerly, uh, Kentucky, Ole Miss, 22-19, uh, Ole Miss gets the job done. And if you look at, you know, down the stretch of this game, obviously – you know, Old Miss got off to a great start, up fourteen to zero, and I think what nineteen to six or something was the top score there. Uh, then Kentucky kind of came storming back, tied it at nineteen to nineteen. It was twenty-two to nineteen, and then turnover on downs, fumble, fumble. That's the game. There was a turnover on downs on a long drive, twelve play drive for Old Miss as well in there. Uh, but they couldn't get over the hump, even trying to go for that first down. The quarterback, uh, Levis, fumbled the ball. Um, they did, they got the, you know, they, they were okay on the run, uh, for, you know, but considering 37 carries, buck 09, 2.9, that, that's, that's actually not great. Whereas on the flip side, we knew, um, that old miss, was heavy on the run this year, and they almost got the 200 yards, ran at 4.8 a clip. They got Your squad got the job done. The whole uh, field was just going nuts during that game. Good win, because uh, at least they finally played somebody, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and, you know, well, God, there was, speaking of viral videos, like two of the fraternities fought each other in the bleachers. And that video looks like an absolute shit show of a mess. But anyway. Oh, that's um, right. I did see that God, on Twitter. Joke. I forgot it was that. Yeah, it, it looked it looked bad. But, you know, that, yeah. Anyway, I'll, anyways, talking football. Um, Okay, so I'm a little concerned just because Lane Kiffin is, and I'm, I'm biased because I love the guy, but he's one of the better uh college offensive minds in the game he's he's always had a reputation being a great offensive coach this year man it is all defense I I don't know I think Jackson Dart might have been the wrong choice but he's never had issues well, in scoring, run game but, too though because they run they're well, running yeah, the well, ball they're, like 220 a game you're, you're right they're running the hell of the ball I just wonder when they when they play a team that's going to put up some points with them it's it, this is just such a different DNA of a team he's used to having that um, 
maybe Jackson Dart's still progressing. Maybe you wish you'd got someone else from the transfer portal, but uh, defense played great. They forced a lot of turnovers. They ran the ball well enough. It's just so weird, Chris, to see uh, Ole Miss win a defensive battle game. But I'll take it. I'm happy they won. But I'm hoping to still see some more progression on offense because they got a pretty brutal schedule coming up here, too. And if you're only going to score 20 points a game and can run the ball, that's not going to get the job done against some of the more higher-level opponents in the SEC. Yeah, you're right. I mean, so the, the dark dude flashes and stuff like that, but – yeah, we'll see how that goes. It is kind of weird for them not to be able to chuck it all around. They usually have a lot of talent like that, uh, sure. you know. Um, but a big win regardless, though. Um, like you said, defensively, that that's a good sign. Uh, NC State was visiting Clemson. And, uh, you know, they actually got up like, what was it, 10-6 to 6 or whatever. Yeah, it was 10-6. to 6. Um and at the end of pretty close to the end of the half, uh, Clemson scored a touchdown, got up 13 to 10, and really never looked back. They stretched it all the way to 30 to 13. Um, you know, that they had a drive late to make it 30 to 20. But I was, you know, we were both kind of wondering, okay, Clemson got a huge win in double overtime and, or whatever. And, and you just wonder, huge, high scoring game and all that. Just wondering, can they follow it up? Can they move the ball? Is their offense going to keep delivering? Um, and it definitely did. They threw it just enough, 21 to 30 as well. No picks or anything like that. Ran the ball a whole lot, tried to control the clock. It shut down the NC State rushing attack, 21 carries, so they did run it to an extent. Um, but 34 yards, uh, you know, 1.6 so that, you know, per carry, which is, you know, not a good look. And, you know, time of possession was in favor. Two, both of them were – it was a highly penalized game, uh, but really 145 to 34 for rushing and then uh, the two turnovers. That's basically what it came down to. And, you know, are we ready to say, hey, this Clemson team is starting to turn the corner and kind of play, you know, together and not just rely – you know, on their defense and defense alone like they have last year in the beginning of this year. I, I think there is truth in that, but I also think there is truth in the fact that, um, again, like usual, who the who the hell is the second best team in the ACC? Like, I don't I don't believe I know the ranking says it, but Wake I don't Forest? believe that. I I, I guess I, I think that Clemson is the best team in the ACC, but. Um, I don't, it's just, I don't, the conference is a little bit weaker again this year. So they're good, but um, if you had them play, hell. A, I a mean, that, I'll say this, though. The Atlantic side's not weaker than it's been in the last five, ten years. Florida State's on the uptick. Wake Forest, where have they been before last year? And look at even uh, NC State the last two years. I'd say that side of the conference is stronger than it has been. I guess the maybe and maybe the other one is a lot weaker. Well, who's yeah. beaten Clemson on that side though in the last eight years? You know. Well, I, I just that's the thing. It's like I I don't I just don't think that this Clemson team is like an elite pro. Like they're they're the best team in the ACC, but I don't think they're like a top five team. I know the rankings are there, but 
So who's yes. been in the last – during their run, who was the team? Because once they got over that Florida State hump in like 2014-15, who's been the a team that could even hang with them? Like oh, – yeah, And really then win the been. other, you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe maybe it's just kind of maybe this is more just status quo. Um, but I, I, I the, but looking the, better. I, let's put it that way. I mean, offensively, they're making plays now. Yeah, they, they are. They are. You're right. But again, defensively, like Wake Forest defense is pure trash. But you know, they 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 have an offense. They have they have they have they have a true quarterback that's going to NFL. But I mean, yeah, this is just another year where again you had the hopes of that. Either Wake Forest or NC State could be Clemson. Neither did. So again, Clemson is probably the best team again in the ACC. Um, but I, I think offensively they would get they'll get more challenged down the road when they're playing games that really matter. I guess I can say that. So again, a good win. They they did take the two toughest punches back to back weeks. Um, but I just I I'd like I would like to see that quarterback have perform against a little more of a higher caliber opponent. I guess. But like I said, they haven't really had a high-caliber opponent no, I, in the last I, seven I, years I, in the ACC. Florida State's yeah, been know. horrendous. Anyone coming yeah. out of the, the Coastal has two losses. Yeah, well, NC I, State I, that one year, you know, or North Carolina that one year, that, that gave them a good run or whatever. But I'm just saying, if we're going to dog them for a year and a half, we got to at least give them credit for scoring points now, too. Uh, That's but fair. we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um, Oklahoma State came into Baylor, and uh, I did think Baylor would win this game. I thought it'd be really close, and it was a competitive game or whatever. 36-25, though, um, you know, if you look at, the, you know, Baylor out, out through them, still were able to get rushing yards, but I'd say, you know, it's weird because – the Cowboys ran 46 times for a buck 66. That's not great. You'd think that they'd have like a five or seven minute, you know, um, advantage on the clock, and that is not the the, the case. It's kind of like when you watch this game, and I think it's just they just got off to such a great start, and you know, with that safety and whatnot, um, and got up 16 to three, and I think they got up, yeah, they got up 23 to three. And then it became a game, but I did like how the defense for Oklahoma State in offense, it was like complimentary football that caused turnovers, turnover on downs, back-to-back interceptions to close the game. Um, I was pretty impressed because I did think that Baylor would win this game. The uh, Oklahoma State had a kickoff return, which was huge, and – their quarterback, Spencer Saunders, didn't crap the bed like he did last year. I mean, last year that game got close at the end, but that was after Spencer Saunders played one of the worst 30 minutes a segment of college football in a championship conference game of all time. So I would imagine there was a little bit of a, a payback motivational angle of Oak State wanting to redeem themselves after that conference game last year. Um, quarterback played better. Um, and speaking of, like, Losing talent, um, not that Baylor is on par with like a George and Alabama, but I think they definitely have lost some talent because this the team they had last year it just seems that their defense was a bit stronger. Offensively, they were stronger as well. Um, the yeah, their quarterbacks. Like I understand, Bohannon wasn't great last year, but dude, 
this guy beat out Bohannon in spring practice, and that's why Bohannon left. And it's like, damn, dude, you guys had a great year with your quarterback, and then you're going to switch it? This guy isn't that – he's just not that good. No, he, he, you nailed it right in the head. Yeah, he, he's, he isn't that good. That's – couldn't say it better Maybe myself. in practice, so. you know, <laughs> I guess – yeah, maybe, maybe his spring was sharp, but yeah, they're they're feeling the effects of because I mean this Baylor team last year probably wins in BYU and they probably you know I, I, yeah they, yeah exactly last year they they had that defense humming last year and yeah offensively again it was never pretty but it was better than what it is now so maybe that was the wrong choice for QB but you can't go back on that now so with yeah dude's credit he did put up a bunch of yards in this game so true. But, yeah, I don't know. He's just inconsistent, I guess. And with that being said, though, the Big 12 is still wide open as hell. Like, you want to talk about a conference that's wide open and winnable. Unlike mm-hmm. the ACC, the Big 12, that that is a – it's not that Kansas bullshit's going to win every year. Although Kansas, I guess, could win in this year in football. Yeah, hold but on. <laughs> it, is a, it is a wide open Big 12 for football this year, which is fun to see because that has not been the story. It's normally been like Baylor – Oklahoma State, maybe, and OU. This year, it is, well, hell, OU right now, no one's going to be betting that defense. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a little more wide open and fun, my friend. Yeah, no doubt about it. And here, I was all happy and gleeful, gleeful like, Monday. I think it was Monday. I may have even jumped on it Sunday. 11 points, plus 11 for, for the Beavers. And uh, I'll tell you what, you know, it it, it was a they had a, a pick six. Um, they they started out with the interception. It, they just they kind of started out rough, but they managed to get it to twenty one to sixteen. And at that point, I thought, all right, dude, dude this 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 eleven points is very doable. Next thing you know, touchdown drive, interception, touchdown drive, turnover on turnover on downs touchdown, interception, end of game with 11 play. Look, look at how they, they ended the game, Marshall. 11 plays, 77 yards. They didn't even need to score, but over seven minutes they freaking closed out that game. I mean, to go from, you know, a, literally like a five-point game and blow it out 42-16, to 16, um, Utah has – it feels like they've recovered uh, from that Florida game. Uh, so I was really, really impressed with them. And then Mississippi State, who's a, a, a you know quality program, uh, just kind of kicked the teeth in to A&M after a while there, 42-24. to There was that return. Um, you know, they got the job done. Also, Wake Forest got a big win as a six-and-a-half-point underdog on the road, 31-21. to we were kind of wondering, just like Clemson, all right, dude, you're coming out this big, dramatic game. Can you focus and, 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 you know, be up for the next week? And they got down like seven zip really quick, and it felt like, oh, boy, you know, maybe maybe Florida State, who was unbeaten at that time, and the program looks like it's turned around somewhat. Uh, that was a big win, no doubt. But, yeah, the way Utah closed that game, man, it, it, it's got to give them a lot of confidence. With as good as um, USC and Oregon are playing, I don't think Utah's hopes are necessarily dead yet. If they were to run the table, 
and like beat USC in the regular season and beat them again in the conference title. I, I know that every, a lot of people thought that you can kiss their playoff hopes away after the Florida defeat. I don't think that's necessarily the case, Chris, because they've been on a damn war path since the Florida game, being on some poor school by like 70. And yeah, you, you still have one of the most consistent best coaches in college football in Whittingham. You have a team that seems to always get better as every year goes on. Um, I would, if you had a Utah ticket to make the playoff, I wouldn't throw that away yet. I still think there is a, a chance because they keep crim- climbing up the rankings. And yes, I'll expect them to keep destroying people, um, especially at home. Cause at home, even though you don't get, it's not like a Death Valley, LSU or anything like that or Tuscaloosa, but that you rarely almost ever see a team, whether they're an underdog or a favorite going to Utah to win. That they're just like a sneaky top tier program on the West Coast of football. So props to them. Um, that, that was a great win. And the other one you were talking, oh, uh, after Utah, you'd mentioned, um, Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Okay. I thought there's someone in between. Well, um, I did mention something else too. Okay, for, yeah. For, uh, for Wake Forest, um, again, y- y- they're lucky cause you have a, um, what could be the number one pick in the draft. Hopefully that, you know, Hartman got through the blood oh, clot State, issue. That's what it was. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. He got through the blood clot issue. He was good there. And I need to watch him play a little more because there are some people that think he could be the first quarterback taken uh, in the draft this year. So in Hartman, um, health is good. Again, he, he's not surrounded by the most talented team. Defensively, they definitely are, are lacking. But if you're looking for, you know, maybe a, a fun team to bet games over or bet them maybe their team point total or whatever the case. Yeah, they're is. fun uh, to Hartman, watch. Yeah, they, yeah, they're they're a fun squad. You're going to get probably games up in the 40s with uh, their offense and their defense. And yeah, they're they're a good squad. He's a good quarterback, and um, I know that a lot of people think the Heisman's already going to Ohio State, but um, you know, he, this Hartman kid's uh, enjoyable to watch and a good game. And you know, we're just going to give it to the team. Ohio State. Oh, well. Uh, so, so yeah. Uh, Hartman, Hartman's good watch, and um, they'll, they'll, they're probably going to put together a, probably eight. To, well, hopefully eight win season, which I think if you're a Wake Forest football fan, you win eight games would be uh, pretty damn enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, I think they're capable. What are they right now? They're is it was it just that one loss, or did they? Uh, yeah, they, I mean, yeah, they're, that's right. yeah, they're four four and one. They're yeah, four and yeah. one. Your only losses to Clemson in, in a over in double OT, which is nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, I mean they have a chance to win out. Um, and uh, yeah, didn't they get to like ten wins last year? Weren't they like ten and two or something like that? They're, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. They're on the up and up. When quarterback leaves, yeah, it'll be interesting, yeah, interesting to see what happens. Yeah, what talent they brought around the program, but yes. They should um, be able to get a recruit, though, because, you know, they're going to look and go, oh, okay, this Hartman dude, uh, let me check it out, you know, that type sure. of thing. And speaking of uh, games in the Fort oh, yeah, and, and Mississippi State, okay, well, um, I will be in Vegas this week, and I was initially when I was looking at my trip, which I planned like three months ago, I was like, oh, man, it's it's Texas and Alabama, like, that'll be, that's going to be a fun game. Uh, Vegas, Chris doesn't think as much. No, uh, the, no. I, I think the, this spread opened at twenty and is shot up. But A and M's offensive woes continue. Mississippi State, 
Good old goofy Mike Leach, uh, 42 to 24. That's another tough loss for Jimbo. So Jimbo's loss to App State. Uh, he beat your Hurricanes in, in a very low scoring defensive battle. Then he comes out again, goes on the road, loses to Mississippi State. Um, did beat Arkansas, you know, barely. But yeah, you know, literally off a, off a doinked field goal. Uh, yeah, they're, uh, you know, he, he says he was going to look look at things in the mirror, re, re, you know, reevaluate the offense. That offense is still uh, a hot mess. And hey, if you're if you're Mike Leach from Mississippi State, you it's it's given him. It's been a couple of years, but since he's, I think Chris, this might he he's got such a unique offense. And he has a style. Remember the first year he was there, he literally like let like twenty five kids go. They 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 had a like. 55 to 60 person roster, which is like 20 less than normal. So he's definitely a yeah. unique dude. He he gets his own style in there, but that style is starting to work. And and he'll you know, pitch in the boiler room too if you fuck up in practice. <laughs> and, lo- and lock the door. <laughs> I was just saying, like put chains on you and shit. I mean, who knows what the hell he does in the boiler room? You know. Speaking of the boiler room. Holy, so what was it, 41 to 17 at half? TCU, the Horn Frogs, kicks the, you know what, I'll just say, kicks the shit out of Oklahoma Sooners the week before their big game. Dude, they're looking ahead. That's all it was. They were just looking ahead, you know, just looking ahead. They didn't, they didn't, they, this is a trap game, and they got their ass whooped. I mean, this looked like TCU about 10 years ago. Defense, offense. Uh, putting up 307 through the air, 23 of, of, of 33 for Dugan, three tutties. And then, oh, by the way, five carries, buck 16. And Miller also had a 136. They ran for 306. Dude, you can't even make this stuff up. 41 carries. Usually once you're up in the 40s, you know, your average isn't going to be phenomenal. You, you, you know, no, 8.8 a carry. Um. They had a 69, a 67, five tutties. I mean, I understand, you know, they lost their court, seven of 14 on, on, on third down efficiency, um, no turnovers. I mean, it was like a perfect game. And I understand, you know, Gabriel does make that team better offensively, but holy buckets. Um, the Sooners got some things to, to, to figure out. And TCU, man. Have they turned the leaf, and is this a throwback to, like, eight to ten years ago when they're making the Rose Bowl? The uh, cliche I'm tired of hearing is, well, you you got to let Venables uh, bring his players and work his defense. Look at what he did in Clemson. Okay, but what Oklahoma's defense is doing, like, I don't care what year he's on or who he's bringing in, that's just a beatdown. The, the, and that wasn't a fluke. They just got absolutely murdered. So I keep hearing, well, you know, give Venables a couple of years to get that OU defense together. When Lincoln Riley left, his defense wasn't given up normally, like a, a, a beat down at TCU. Oh, so, hold on. oh yeah, TCU, but they, they've had a but, horrendous but, defense under him. I know. Let's be but, honest. But they, but horrendous. But, We've made fun true, of it the whole time. But they were trending the right direction for the last couple of years. It, it wasn't it, it wasn't like becoming like a top 20 but they were becoming like they're going from like a hundred down to seventies to sixties. So I just think that like you know if if you are an extraordinary defensive coach, which everyone loves to call him every time people talk about, well your team should know the basics. And the the basics were not being done that well this week, and they got absolutely torched. 
And TCU dropped 55. They didn't even score in the fourth quarter. So they didn't need again, to. They had 41 the, at half. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, unless you're, unless you're a, a douchebag Ooh. like Ryan Day who does fake punts when you're up 39, but that's a whole different story. Prick. Anyways, yes, TCU, man, that's a good win. Um, sometimes in college you need a new coach, new blood, new breath, new voice to hear. Um, I think that was a good decision. Obviously, Patterson had a hell of a run there, but they said last couple of years the players were kind of disagreeing with what he was doing. Recruiting was going down. He was maybe a little too old school in some of his tendencies, and now you got a new coach coming in there, and all of a sudden a program which was, you know, kind of a, a six-win program for the last couple of seasons is now, you know, um, contending to win the Big 12 this year. And you start off your conference by destroying a team who's, you know, for the most part, had your numbers. So uh, credit to TCU. Man, to think that TCU and K-State and Kansas are all, like, in the in the realm of winning the Big 12 this year is just crazy to say that out loud. Like, it, it, But it's cool. Again, as a sports fan, unless your team is one of those teams, having a diversity of teams to win your conference, and for people like us to talk about, and Chris and I really don't have a huge allegiance to any team besides me always flashing horns down which is not allegiance, it's a hatred. Um, it's cool to see the Big 12 be kind of a wide-open race this year, my friend, especially before considering uh, OU and Texas depart. You're talking about allegiance to the Big 12 team, a uh, Big 12 team, you're saying? In any team, yeah. Yes, sir. Okay, I was like, what are you talking about, dude? I got allegiance. Um, no, you're right, though. Yeah, that is, it is awesome. It, it's, it's really good, and, you know, given that we, we talked about this a while back when we were talking about, you know, the Big what, what's the Big 12 going to do? And they seem like they were in the best shape. And we, we you know, we it's called the college ball show because after football in January, national championship, we go to college basketball. And we, we, we document, you know, week by week, a bunch of the conferences, and, and one of them is the Big East. We know Big East had like 79 freaking teams there for a while. And um, and then it broke up. And the, the one thing that they – you could tell that they're worried about is, hey, we're going to be, a, we're going to go out and be a basketball conference, and they are a damn good. I mean, national champions, they're a damn good conference. And you know, from what the Big Twelve has done as far as adding those four teams, and then now what they might do, adding Utah and some other teams, um, it is nice to see. It's like a perfect timing, Marshall, uh, for this. It really is. So that is cool, uh, and it'll help the health in general. Uh, speaking of the Big 12, look at how many games we're talking about with them. Kansas State uh, holds their ground. Once again, I was all – I think it went down to like seven or six and a half. I was all boastful getting the plus eight and a half, Marshall, for Texas Tech. I was like, oh, yeah, eight and a half, dude? Oh, I got this, you know. It's 20 to 24th quarter. Then all of a sudden, Adrian Martinez – Goes for a 69-yard run, breaks open the game. They get it to 30 on another Martinez run. They get it to 37-20. I was hoping for some some onside kick something just to get some other points in there uh, because they ended up losing by nine points. But Martinez, man, and this was another game where we talked about okay, how are they going to look the next week because we know it's not easy. And Martinez. Buck 71 on the ground, averaging 14.3 a carry, three tutties. Um, 
that was an impressive win because Texas Tech is a pretty solid program and just the way they did it at 20 to 20 to close that way. And then also, um, Pitt got beat by Georgia Tech and Georgia Tech's looked better these last few weeks. The first couple games in last year, they looked horrendous. Um, and then also Purdue, we talked about that plus 12 was probably way too much. It was way too much. The Gophers, they like showed up and looked, they were looked, they showed up to the stadium and they're like, all right, we showed up. What line do we get in to get our W? Is this over? Is the, is the W over here? Because we're just showing up. Um, and they made, you know, minor error after minor error, sometimes major error, like a touchdown, uh, throw right off the wide receiver's chest into, of course, the secondary in the end zone took away a touchdown in the first half. Uh, Purdue got a big win, twenty to ten. Um, but you know that was a that was a big upset. And we talk about you know the ACC Coastals always just crazy. You know, although you just got to kind of wait to the last couple, uh, last game or two to really know who's going to win it. And it's funny, Marshall. Right now, the Big Ten West. Every, all seven teams except Wisconsin, and we saw what happened with Wisconsin firing their coach, but all six out of the seven are one and one. So the Big Ten West is going to play out like the Coastal this year. Hopefully my Gophers can do it, but uh, pretty freaking crazy how it is. Everybody's just, you know, bundled up right there. It looks like it's going to be that way down the stretch, but Purdue and Kansas State got big wins. That per yeah you're right that Purdue team like Jeff Brom I, I talk about him every week which probably is too much but that dude is always a master game planner he keeps his team in close competitive games doesn't give first a time he beat on the Fluck road. too it had been six yeah, straight he, that was big uh, he he's and luckily for Purdue McConnell played who is a who is a talented quarterback I wouldn't yeah. maybe say elite but he's, he's a very good quarterback. solid quarterback yeah and uh, yeah they they just came out and. Uh, Minnesota had a couple of costly turnovers, which kind of killed some momentum moments for them, missed some field goals. And, uh, yeah, that, that was a nice one by Purdue, so especially if you had the plus 12 or even the 12 money line. Um, yeah, the money line. That's for another fellow uh, Big Teners to kind of wrap up the review, um, another school that doesn't believe in scoring points this year, that, that's their, that's their um, uh, political motivational standpoint for running against Trump and Biden. Uh, we don't want to score uh, Iowa, they didn't score until the fourth quarter. They scored 14 points. Michigan won 27 to 14. Um, Iowa's offense continues to just be uh, trash. I, I, that's not, I, I got I got another. I don't think say. that's an understatement. All right, <laughs> an overstatement. And if you're Michigan, hey, you're you're taking care of business. Hey, you're five and zero. You're you're on the right track. You're playing the kind of football you want to play low-scoring games with your defense running the ball down people's throats. Like, they're getting set up again for another uh, uh, possibly an undefeated matchup with Ohio State near the end of the year. So I know Michigan hasn't really been pushed yet, but they're looking sharper than normal because they're only at, at some point in the year, Chris, we would have talked about Harbaugh of saying, like, man, they, they squeaked this one out or they lost it. We've not had any Harbaugh chat yet just because they've been covering spreads and taking care of business. And, yeah, that's, that's a good way to look at it. And for my kind of last uh, weekly review is my USC Trojans, man. They, they keep they keep winning. Uh, Lincoln Riley did leave Norman. He's he's down in good old uh, Cali, Southern Cal, L.A. area. Um, 
they finally did commit a turnover. Okay, so their, their turnover game streak is done. But uh, 42 I'd 25. fire him, dude. I'd fire him. This is bullshit. It's a turnover. It's all his fault. Uh, Caleb Williams was a bit of a wizard on, uh, like, that even that opening drive. Like, like the first Multiple third down of the game. Multiple plays in that game, dude. Just the, I'm going to run. I'm going to pass. I'm going to run. I'm going to pat. Like, dude. They they bought so it's third and seven opening drive three plays in the game they botch the snap it hits his shoulder pad goes back ten yards he then like maneuvers through the whole defensive sack attempt and then runs for a first down it's like dude yeah the kids he's special that uh, play where it made it look like he was gonna run and then he passed, I was like dude that's he is he is special dude he's a talent. So that you know, that's what I'm saying. If you if you have a Utah ticket, I hope it doesn't cash because that would mean they would beat USC. But the way USC's playing, they're, they're, they were sixth in the nation on Saturday, um, and Lincoln Riley's got that offense working, and that defense they swarm. I I and I, I'm I'm probably being biased here, probably my USC goggles. But some teams you can tell they kind of have that gang tackling, traveling around. The USC they, it looks like they have a little bit of intensity in themselves. So I'm hoping they continue to win games. Um, and for again for the Pac-12, unless you are named Oregon, USC, or Utah, and Oregon State, it's working their way up there in Washington. But there's a lot. Some of those like lower tier punch just got to take care of business and beat them. Because again, we've not had a chat about it. Uh, any Pac-12 team really contending for a playoff spot. Um, it, it's been a minute. Oregon has kind of creeped up there over yeah, 2014 uh, years. But that's yeah, the last so, time they made a semi. 2014. They're 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 working on it this year. So I hope USC keeps winning. Uh, fight on and uh, take keep taking care of business. Speaking of the West Coast, BYU got a scare out of Utah State. And normally, it, it, Utah State's a quality program. This year, they're not, and even last year. But they they ended up pulling away, thirty eight to twenty six. They got a big game at Notre Dame that I've been eyeballing so far. Ukula jumped out on Washington. Washington made it a game, but UCLA. Um, you know, their quarterback and just, you know, that, that was a good performance. Um, I thought that was pretty impressive. Um, did you do, there was one more game. There was a couple of really, uh, oh, Kansas. Kansas jumped out to a lead. Iowa State worked their way back. And, you know, it was all offense, all offense. Well, this time they won what you think, you know, if it's 14 11, you think, oh, Iowa State probably won that game. They were the favorites coming in. Kansas. Got the job done. And Maryland beat, no no surprise there as far as beating Michigan State because Michigan State's down this year and Maryland was at home. But it does look like Maryland's getting their shit together and they may be pretty good uh, leading in, uh, you know, to this year and, and, and moving forward. They got a good young quarterback. I think he's got two years eligibility, if I remember correctly. Um, and then the crafty, crappy pick of the week, Came through. It's uh, uh, week six, so four and one. Hell yeah! And you know South Alabama is making me look like a fool. They're like four and one now, dude. They're like, hey man, you guys remember when the Raging Cajuns were in the uh, crafty crappy pick of the week and they worked their way out? I think we're gonna have to start calling South Alabama that exact team. Uh, but yeah, take it to the window. Four and one so far in the crafty, crappy pick of the week, sir. So let's get it going. That's beautiful. I know, right? Um, week six, 
Let's just get right into the top two games. Really, there's three ranked versus ranked, and they're all really entertaining. Is this, get... where, is this where I'm going to say, hey, Chris, let's talk about Bama and the Aggies. You're like, Marshall, shut up, just like Bama and Texas, because it's a 20-point spread. Then next week we're going to talk about how Jimbo almost loses to Saban just you know, by, like, a field goal. <laughs> and this one's 24, so let's stop talking about this show. You know, you, might, you never know. It's prime time at 7 o'clock. Oh, wait, it's in Bama, though. Yeah, it's this is so funny time. that this is, you know, that CBS night game, is usually always LSU, right, or Georgia? That's a LSU almost game. LSU or Auburn, yeah, yep. Yeah, or Auburn, right? Auburn, Georgia, or well, they never barely play Georgia during the regular season because you know how that goes. It just works out that way. We don't know why. It just, yeah, it just yeah, happens, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. It just happens. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You never know. That could <laughs> it could come back and bite it. But we'll see. I hope so. That'd be a fun game to watch. Sure. Um, but. <laughs> But at Tennessee, or Tennessee, number eight, visiting LSU, who uh, is now ranked, they uh, had to, speaking of grind it out, they had to grind it out against Auburn. And normally, you know, that's there's nothing wrong with that, right? But Auburn's a little bit different of a squad this year. Your boy got it, uh, Tenney, Tennessee, because I thought this was going to go up to Tennessee at two and a half. The spread's three right now. They're the favorite. Can Tennessee keep it going um, and get the job done on the road? This isn't an easy game because LSU is competitive. They got athletes. We know that. Uh, They're not where they were, obviously. Uh, Well, 2019 is a different planet. But the last 20 years or whatever, uh, they look just okay. They look better than last year, in the last two years, but – like I said, they kind of fell apart as a program. How confident do you feel, uh, you know, in, in Tennessee? Because, like I said, your boy got him at minus two five, and I'll take that to the bank. My uh, girl space friend down here in Texas, who is a huge balls fan, I, I keep texting her. She's like, "Just shut up! Like, don't quit telling me they're winning." Like, she, and I'll I jinx think, it. <laughs> I, I know, but. My question about this game is, Chris, is is why the hell is this spread so small? Like, once and, I saw two five, I was like, I'm jumping on this freaking thing because it's not going to stay long. It has still only been at three. You're right. It's a good point. And it, yeah, yeah it, it, and actually, it opened. It opened at I want to say it opened three and a half. Oh, three, it, oh okay. I didn't so know it, it's okay. money. Huh. Interesting. Like what? What has LSU shown you at all? I mean, that game against Auburn was just an ugly ass football game. Sometimes when college football game scores are close, does not mean the games were good. That game was ugly. Like someone had to win. Has Kelly been eating grass around the campus? Or I think he's eating blades of grass. I think uh, that's what it is, Marshall. He, he's trying to do whatever he can to feel cool. So when surprised me, he started to be like Les Miles. Um, I mean, I, I, I just, I think you, you gotta take, you gotta bet Tennessee. I, their offense is much better. Um, this was an LSU defense who we saw FSU expose. I know it was first game of the year, but like, I just, I mean, the only real solid football game LSU's played, Chris, was the second half against Mississippi State. And that's a game where they were down at half. So, um, unless there's like some crazy injuries we don't know about in Tennessee or Vegas just knows something like, I think you're getting incredible value on in Tennessee. Or they, just they, let down. They're looking oh, for a letdown. I, 
I guess. I mean, it's got like, right? Because <laughs> I haven't heard any kind of injury stuff. But again, as if you're a, a Tennessee player or coach, like, dude, what? You, there's you really don't need that letdown spot. I mean, you've been cruising along, even when your games you're supposed to. I just, I, I don't get the spread. I don't get it. Maybe this is just old school thing. Well, LSU's back. Well, I don't, I don't think so. But yeah, I mean, you, you know, there's the talent there, but offensively, they really have looked pretty poor. Defensively, it's definitely not DBU right now. So, um, I know a lot of people are betting it because the spread is going the opposite direction we believe in, or I believe yeah. in, but I'll be taking, I'll be gladly taking Tennessee. You get them, especially two and a half. All they got to do is go into LSU and win by a field goal. Yeah, I got uh, it. It's already locked hey, in, dude. Pr- I'm like, fuck pr- it. I'll uh, take those odds. Pr- prove me wrong. Uh, exactly. I'm going to, I'm going to bet, I'm going to bet Tennessee. And hey, if you're LSU and you put together your best game of the year, I'll, 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 I'll shut up and I'll give you props next week. But I just, I can't, I can't bet LSU. I don't, no way in hell. Take, take Tennessee, take the points and play Rocky Top every time they score a touchdown. We'll give them credit, but we're not going to shut up. I'll tell you that. We're not shutting up. I'll tell you that right now. Um, all right, let's move on. TCU visiting uh, uh, Lawrence, right? Yeah, Lawrence. Um, College game day is going to be there. Got to love it. 5-0, 4-0. Now, according to ESPN's power football power index, 68% in favor of TCU. This puppy opened up at uh, minus 5.5 for TCU. It jumped up to 7. I saw it at 7.5. Had to take it. Now it's down to minus six and a half. It'll probably linger in there. Maybe it'll drop down a little. Maybe it'll go back up to seven. I'm not sure. Sixty-eight and a half over under. Both teams are over forty. Both teams are over twenty as far as giving it up. Both of them can run the you know what out of the ball. It seems like TCU can definitely uh, toss it around the the old yard. They're almost averaging three hundred yards per game. But this is going to be a high scoring game. Um, but what gives? I mean, you know, last week people were like, why are they the underdog at home against Iowa State? But then it was a three-point game. Is TCU just off that beat-down vibe of Oklahoma? Because uh, they were in a tight game with SMU. Uh, not that SMU's bummy or anything like that. But um, how did it get all the way up to seven? Or are they just thinking, hey, because it was kind of impressive that Kansas could win a, a, a low-scoring game because bo- probably both of us going in wouldn't have guessed they would. Like I said, in my opinion, if I, if you would have told me, hey, Chris, it's going to be 14-11, who do you think is going to win that game? I would have told you the Cyclones, but that wasn't the case. I think from um, a team morale standpoint, both these teams got to be riding high. Uh, this is the best Kansas team in, like, the past – 15 years or so, and this is a new coach in TCU, new voice, and the players got to be jacked and motivated for everything. I still believe that TCU has more raw football talent, so I'm taking TCU just off that. Like, both teams are playing playing out of their minds, but I think when it comes down to it, there's still just more pure skill at TCU. Um, guess, yeah, from a motivational angle, I, I really don't think you're going to have a flat spot if you're uh, TCU because you whooped up Oklahoma. I think you're just a better team that week. And for Kansas, I think they're going to come to a, scrouch, uh, a, a screeching halt eventually. Kristen could maybe go on like a two-game losing streak. But when is that streak going to happen? Who knows? I think once it does, 
I think once Kansas loses their first game, they'll probably lose the next one back to back. But yeah, you know, that's like right. Lot, I, I'm I'm heading to Vegas, like they say. You you never want to leave the table when you're on a heater. <laughs> Kansas is <laughs> Kansas is on a heater right now. I mean, until that happens, you got to you know who are you to doubt? Shock Jayhawk. I will take TCU to win the game just because, like I said, I just think they're a better team. Now, if Kansas goes six and zero, like dude, I'll, I'll, all right, okay, I'll fucking a, like y- y'all keep winning. It's I, I don't know, it's it's crazy. It is, man. Um, and I'm I, I I do like TCU to win it, but you know I I, I definitely will get those points. I think. Even if it is, you know, Kansas throwing a touchdown with, like, under a minute left, you know what I mean, to sneak in there, I think that they can do that. But I am going to pick TCU to win it. But I do have that plus seven and a half, and I feel like I'm going to take it to the window. Number 11, Utah, 4-1 and one against number 18, Ukula. Um Obviously, you know, September 3rd, which seems like a long time ago now, they lost 29-26, they being the Utes uh, from Utah, threw a pick in the end zone. A winnable game. Obviously, you know, the Richardson just went off. They got shut down for a couple games. Now he's going back off. Um, now they have a run-slash-passer at QB, um, and he's had, I think this is his third year, uh, Thompson Robinson. Dude is a baller. He balled out last week. I think they have the running back. He used to play for Michigan. Anyway, this is a tough one for me. And one of the reasons why is because they just snuck by our 32 to 31, our South Alabama squad, dude. So they played the higher competition. Okay, maybe not. But, you know, Ukula, the only close game they had was against. That South Alabama team that, you know, that I, I shouldn't have picked against, obviously. They're really, you know, making me regret that pick. Um, Central Michigan was bummy, and I, I didn't see it. Um, you know, as far as rush allowed, okay, we know Utah wants to run the ball, right? Right now, 80 yards a game they're only giving up. Now, you could say, you know, some of the competition, of course, beyond Washington. Um, and that's fair. That is fair. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, what's your thoughts going into this? Because on paper, you know, defensively, beyond that that stat of, you know, um, 80 yards, only giving up 80 yards, they are giving up almost 21, well, yeah, basically 21 points compared to 14. They both can score a fair amount. Um, both balanced on offense, though, Marshall, when you look at it. How do you see this one breaking down? Obviously, the, the, like I said, the 80 yards rushing can also be, you know, um, like argued against with the passing yards at a buck 55 for Utah, which is pretty damn impressive right there. Something's got to give 230 Central on Fox. Do you just go with, uh, what we know in Utah? Or do you think Ukula, um can pull off, you know, an upset? Not a huge one because it's three-and-a-half-point favorite, but that that is, uh, you know, plus the three points there should be in a home. You think they can uh, win back-to-back games, especially if they get out there? They're going to have to get out to a good start like they did against Washington. But 
What says you about this matchup? Because it, it feels like the game's going to be there to be had in the fourth quarter. Um, I think that I'm just going to bet Utes. Um, I think that you give give UCLA credit. <clears throat> they had, had had a pretty cupcake schedule besides our South Alabama second adopted children after the Raging Cajuns. Um, and they beat Washington last week. But I just think the Utes are just a different team. Again, if they would have had a film on Florida and seen how to stop their quarterback, they probably would be undefeated. Um, there's also, you know, they had their two trips inside the red zones where they came up with zero points and are actually goal line trips. Um, I just think the UCLA team is not as good as Utah. And home field advantage isn't really a thing for UCLA because they don't, that, that's just not how those people roll. So, um, I'll be taking Winningham and uh, just, I think, a better football team. And, again, if you're Utah, he's got to be reminding those guys every week, hey, we're, we had our one hiccup, but we're not out of a contending for a very huge season. Um, yeah, they're so, undefeated I, anyway, right, in the Pac-12. So Yeah, and, and I think they're going to be on a collision course with USC and, you know, uh, Bo Nix when he wants to be Bo Nix. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'm just going to take Utah. I think they're a more superior squad. Again, you only got to lay down three. Same with Tennessee. Tennessee's got to lay down three to win at LSU, who we think are a better team. And then Utah's got to lay down three. And, uh, you, I mean, man, but those spreads, uh, you know, uh, those, those three-point spreads for a road team favorite, those, those ones make you sweat, make you pull out a couple of beers out of the fridge extra. But uh, Yeah, especially I, the three and a half. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, but I'm I'm taking the Utes. I, I just, they're a better coach, better team, and I hope they get the job done because I'll be betting them in Vegas. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I I may just pick him to win straight up and not even sure. mess with it. But uh, I think you're right. Now, here's my upset pick of the week, and it's not really, you know, an upset, um, like major upset. Uh, but I, I think this is going to happen. But it's an interesting matchup, no doubt about it. Um, number 16, BYU uh, against Notre Dame. Um Notre Dame is a three and a half point favorite. Um, when you look at, you know, when you look at it beyond offense as far as scoring points, um, BYU definitely has an advantage there. They're up to thirty four point four, whereas you know Notre Dame's twenty five. It's weird to see Notre Dame twenty five and twenty four. Their defense giving up twenty four points a game. Um, neither of them have been able to stop the run. L- Thus far, buck sixty for BYU, buck forty two for for Notre Dame. So obviously, whoever can run the ball, that's going to help. But I think they'll be able to both run the ball more than likely. Um, BYU is getting a little healthier. Uh, you know, Notre Dame had to grind out a win against Cal. Same with the uh, UNC; they ended up, you know, separating themselves there, putting up forty five. But we know anyone can put up. You know, anything against North Carolina. And I'm talking about the football program, just calm down a little bit. But Notre Dame, I don't, this one's a pickup for me, but I am, I think I'm going to go with BYU. Um, and I like the three and a half. We were just talking about that, that, you know, that field goal stuff. I'm going to pick BYU in a minor upset here. If I, I, I would lean. God, I'm going to lean Notre Dame. If it was actually at BYU, I'd lean BYU, but this game's actually going to be played in Vegas. I will not be attending. I have better stuff to do on my Saturday night than go watch BYU play Notre Dame. Holy God. If I go there, Chris, 
Uh, call my parents, let them know that their son needs therapy because something drastic has gone wrong in his life. Unless I get like box seats or something, but you can't even drink and be white. Yeah. Anyway, it's not going, but I will take Notre Dame. I do think their schedule started off as one of the toughest in the country. They've, cha- they've been challenged almost every game they've played this year. I think that does make a team grow. Their head coach Freeman's probably growing as he learns week by week. See, I'm going to take the Irish. Um, cause I, God, I, I, I literally never pick either of these teams. But, yeah, I will take the Irish, and I'll maybe bet like 10 bucks on them because, yeah. Yeah, I, I just think the Irish are, have been through more this year. And, again, BYU does play really good at home. In Vegas, maybe they'll have a couple – well, actually, I don't know. The fans are probably going to be pretty neutral because Notre Dame travels yeah. pretty well as a, as a fan base. Actually, yeah, it probably would be maybe a 50-50 split. And it is a beautiful arena I've seen um, for where the, uh, my stadium, boy yeah. uh, Derek Carr plays. Yeah, same, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm just going to – I've talked enough about this one. I'll take Notre Dame. We know. You don't like matchup. BYU. We get it. Yeah. We're not really Notre Dame much either. Yeah, right. <laughs> to be honest. It's just, a, it's just a no-go for you. Let's hope it's a, a good, fun game to watch. Okay, sure. we got a couple of interesting ones here. Kansas State, speaking of keeping the ball rolling, can they keep the ball rolling? They're only a two-point favorite on the road at Iowa State. We know Iowa State can – you know, play some pretty solid defense, make it an ugly game like they did last week. Um, do you sense an upset? I mean, at some point, Iowa State, beyond the Iowa game, it's got to just be like, oh, I'm going to get a win. You know, I'm just going to get a win. It, it's going to happen this – and I don't mean just get a win against a ranked team as an under – you know, that type of thing. Like, I think at some point they're going to – they're just – the ball's going to bounce right, whatever. I don't know if it's this week, but I'm looking at it going, man – it seems like, you know, it's only two points, so if you Kansas State should win on paper, but it feels like Iowa State's finally going to be like, no, we're a good program, dude. we got a good coach. We're going to finally win this game. And as far as, like, you know, the other side of the ACC we were talking about earlier, Florida State and NC State, if you want to keep competing here, whoever wins this game, they got to win. You know, this is a big game in the ACC on that side of things, NC State, Florida State, uh, three-point favorite at home. I think that's going to be a really good game. Um, and then USC, who I'm pretty sure you've heard of that program, 13-point favorite against Washington State. Do you feel good about the cover, my friend? Uh, well, they've, they're they've been winning. They're tricky. They, what was it, 44 to 41 with Oregon? That was an all over the place game. Yeah, yeah, Wash, yeah, Washington's. Mm. It's tricky, well, man. I'm looking at I that mean, 13. I haven't jumped on it, but I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, well, if if USC if they keep if they can if they keep winning that turnover battle like they have been, that makes games easy to cover and easy to cover the spread and win because their their turnover margin like still like plus twelve or eleven on the year, which is absolutely insane. So, uh, but Washington State, man, they, they've been they've been a, well, I, I wouldn't touch that spread. I think USC wins. I think Lincoln yeah, Riley keeps the lot. boys rolling, but I would I would stay away from that spread. Um. For Iowa State, K State, I think K State. I I just think they're a better squad. I you got you got Deuce Vaughn, who's a stud running back. Um, and if you're K State, you've had a couple of tough losses. You've you know in the last two years they lost Brock Purdy, who I don't think is an elite NFL quarterback, but he was a good system quarterback for Campbell. 
They had the uh, Brees Hall, who is an NFL running back now, and they lost a couple of NFL receivers and tight ends. I think that team is just a little bit depleted. Like, we're going to have to maybe see a little bit more of what type of coach is Matt Campbell because he did bring in a great class of kids, but now he's probably having to face some more uphill battles than he's been used to because that NFL talent he had for a solid three years in a row is now gone. So I'll take K-State to knock them off in a close game again as well. Yeah, I think that's fair. I just I really feel like when you got a good coach and you – even though you're right, they've lost a lot of talent, but there's just something – I'm not calling it for this week, but I just feel like they're going to beat a team that we don't think they should beat. Um, so Texas rolls into town, right? Well, actually, you know. Well, the state yeah, fair. I, yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Seven-point favorite. I, I, I know Oklahoma. You know, I, I understand that they're, you know, they're, they're not doing good. A lot of this depends on – is Gabriel going to play? Do we know about that? Because that would be nice to know. Seven-point favorite if Gabriel plays. I don't know about that. I do like Texas to win just because Oklahoma is shaky, but we know they got talent. So, how do I, in Texas, quarterback's going to be back, right? I think so. I think, I think Texas. Uh, I, I believe yours is – I think, yes, I think so. Seven-point favorite. Uh, you never know with this game. It's not like Texas is actually back. Um, I feel like they'll win the game, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Sooners uh, played better than we expect. And then another one, Arkansas. Now, this I'm just looking at against the spread type of stuff. Mississippi State got a good win. I'm happy for you. Go Bulldogs. But a nine and a half. This was this was like seven and a half or eight. It's up to nine and a half for Arkansas. We get that they've been depleted defensively. We get that they're not a great team, but man, nine and a half. I, I'm not. I don't know. I, that one's got me thinking, Marshall. Well, Mike Leach loves to throw the ball, and Arkansas's <laughs> secondary there you go. is. That's why it's nine and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean. I, and Mike Leach said, Mike Leach and his boys, this is maybe one of the best squads he's had so far. So, man, that that's, again, that that's a stay away just because, again, that secondary. They're, I mean, they're did, giving up. Yeah, they're only giving up 21 points a game, which is pretty good for them. But uh, they lost to LSU pretty cleanly, uh, 31 to 16. You know, they, yeah, they that, ran away yeah, with them. That's, yeah, that's true. But, yeah, if if I was to bet that game, I would take Arkansas just because, you know, Sam Pittman, that guy, likes he covers. He does, he He's a very yeah. good at covering the spread coach. He Even really is. Even if it's is, a late so. touchdown, whatever. You know, they mm-hmm. got they got the offense that moved the ball. They do. You just got to they, – they're going to have to score a lot of points. I think Mike Leach, Mike Leach is going to score a lot on them. Yeah. And um, one of the truest things I've ever heard about the Texas OU game is it's very similar to Carolina and Duke. And I know it's a cliche, but it's true because um, one of my good friends, I go on my March Madness trip. Except Carolina and Duke will win the national championship. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but toss the records out when they play the game because he, as we, however year we do this podcast, we're talking yeah, about this game. exactly. The, the the point spread and records don't matter. Like this is a, a like Caroline Duke or a coin flip. Same thing here. Like even though Oklahoma's defense looks like complete trash, because for the last couple of years Texas's defense has looked like complete trash. And OU's like you're right. This, yeah, yeah. Th- this game just flip a quarter, whichever way you bet. I'd say you have a legit fifty fifty shot. Texas is favored in Vegas. 
that doesn't mean shit. These teams, uh, yeah, I sure what. I, Especially in, in if game like this, back, they'll at least be able to match. You know. Yeah. I I would bet the if I'm going to bet that game, I would take the over because you know Oklahoma's defense ain't going to get changed up, and Texas's defense. Whenever these teams play, you almost never see a Texas OU game in the in the twenties. That almost are they never off happens. a bye? I feel like Texas is off a bye. Did they play last week? I feel like they they lost the Texas Tech. Is that the last time we saw them? Uh, Maybe you know, they, no, they they beat West Virginia thirty. Oh yeah, 20. no, you're right. Yep. Yeah, they got five games, so that yeah, that, yeah, that does yeah. it right there, doesn't it? <laughs> um, anything else before we get uh, close this thing down? We are at a, an hour eight minutes, so we got to get this thing moving. Uh, I I think that sums up pretty well. I'll be gladly, hopefully, calling back on some enormous uh, cashing tickets from my Vegas trip. But I'm definitely, if I had to make one bet. I would definitely be betting the um, Tennessee Volunteers. I think that there's a lot of good value on that game, and let's let's fucking go with it. All right, so so you're saying um, you like my uh, minus two and a half? Is what you're saying? I I do. I do a minus two and a half for sure. I'll even take the minus three, but two and a half. That's that's a that's a that's money, isn't it? It really it is. feels good. Mm hmm. All right, so um, <laughs> you're not gonna believe this shit, but. I always scroll through all the win-loss records of teams before I make the crafty crap pick of the week. And we almost never go big conferences. But if you look at how these teams have played and who they've won, who they've lost to, um, my, my, my co-host probably never thought I'd be going there. But this game is a, let's see, um, it, I believe it's a, let me get one second. I want to give you the right time for the, the, the uh, kickoff. The anticipation is killing me. This game is a two thirty kickoff. I said we got to, we got we got to get this thing moving. He's is, over is, here. It is, oh, it is, is on the uh, it's on the Big Ten Network. We're we're traveling to Evanston, Illinois. I, I'm not lying, Chris. We're doing Northwestern Wisconsin. The bat the Northwestern's only one of the year is to Nebraska, who fired their coach, and Wisconsin's just got steamrolled. By a coach who left Wisconsin in bad terms in Bielema, Illinois went into Wisconsin and murdered them. They beat Wisconsin New State, bro. <laughs> they, they 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 beat Jerry Kill, but you lost to the Cougs. So they, they, we're, we're we're actually for the first time in in uh, the Craft Craft Pick of the Week. It is the Badgers against Northwestern Wildcats. Chris, take it away, my friend. I mean, they almost beat Penn State last week. Okay. Um. Like I already said, the Badgers beat New Mexico State is a tough team. They're 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 they try really hard. Things are looking up. Things are looking they up. They try really hard. They got some dubs now, dude. They got dubs, dude. They're uh well they're one and five. Okay, um This is the crappy crappy pick of the week though. You are correct. It is, it, it is a shitty pick. Uh or no I mean it's it, it's a great pick because they're shitty. Uh, neither team over 30. Wisconsin not being over 30 is weird. They're, they're just short of it for, for scoring. But the 22 and 24, actually almost 25 for both sides duh, is weird. It's strange to see not the 200 yards rushing for Wisconsin. It's also very strange to see them giving up almost 200 yards, buck 91, and a buck 24 on the ground. The problem mm-hmm. is, the problem is, 
the Wildcats are giving up a buck seventy-two on the ground. Okay, they already gave out their great effort last week at Penn State. That's why it was seventeen to seven. They already did that. Like you said, they beat the Brad. So hold on, they're so they caused someone to get fired almost. You know, a couple weeks later, yep. and then now Wisconsin. Well, first of all, what do you think about this firing? Do you, do you think it's legit right now? I know, I know they're two and three. I know they're zero and two in the in the division. But he had a pretty damn good run there. Um, is Wisconsin trying to do the Nebraska thing where they go, "Hey, dude, uh, do you know who we are, bro? We, we get twelve wins a year." Like it, it feels a little early. I'm not gonna lie. When you look at his what they've done there under him, um, but that's it's too late in the show to do to be asking that. You can give your little response there though. I got I hate to say it, but the coach getting fired, fire under the asses, run game out. The Wisconsin Badgers travel on the road into a really tough place to play. They're, they're, it sounds like uh, <laughs> they're going to. Get a new. I saw they're going to get a new stadium, possibly. A oh, a, a fucking ton of money. That ton must money. just be for yeah. like, hey, you want to come play here? Uh, because you know, it's not like it's going to fill up with Northwestern fans. Uh, tickets low as thirty two dollars. So Badger fans, get head on down. It's real close, especially if you're in Madison. Um, yeah, I got the Badgers to win. Real quick take. What do you think about that fire? I think that there must have been some rumblings because it is weird to do midseason. And, but I think when, when a former coach who let, kind of left your school on bad terms comes in and smokes you, <laughs> I think that, that, that must have been the last little piece of uh, glass to step on or whatever. And they're just yeah, getting I, sick of Mertz too, maybe. <laughs> like, we, we, yeah, and your offense has been, your offense has been Mertz. anemic for the last couple of years. That's that. He that's, just had a he's had a healthy amount of success there, though. It's, it kind of. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's a coincidence that a Bielema beatdown led to the fire in the next week. So that must have been in the works. You think they're going to bring Bielema back now? They're setting it up. Is that what it is? They're bringing uh, him back. That guy's such a slime ball, too. I don't know. <laughs> the dude was two-time Big Ten Coach of the Year. Won two near six bowl games. Got to the West three times, um, forty three and eighteen in the Big Ten. I mean, it's it's yeah, it, it's it's kind of crazy, dude. Ten and three, eleven and three, thirteen and one in two thousand. They were thirteen and one in two thousand seventeen. Yeah, they were ten and four, you know, not long ago. Even in a down year, they were nine and four. It just seems intense. There Sorry, must be a little something more behind it. Yeah, but, uh, maybe you got uh, someone pregnant. Okay, no, let's that's a different sport. Okay. <laughs> all right, let's uh let's 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 uh let's let's go with the alumni. We got the Badgers though. Fire in the belly. Coach just got got uh fired. Uh they're gonna they're gonna vote Mertz out and they're gonna go with a new quarterback. I don't know, but I got the Badgers. Well, we'll wrap this up quickly. Basically this comes down to are you someone who believes in sports media? Or are you someone who believes in the Wisconsin Badger athletes? Because Wisconsin has a long list of athletes they've had who are very good. And Northwestern can afford a, a very expensive state because a lot of their alumni are ESPN reporters because they have one of the best journalism schools in the whole country. So in a battle between athletes and journalists, I'm siding with the athletes. I will tip the cap to the Wisconsin Badgers. 
I will join my co-host and uh, assume hopefully the Badgers win the Crafty Crap Pick of the Week and they, I'll tip the cap to the alumni battle because Camp Randall is more of a fun place to party at than Evanston. So on that note, we will be back next week. We'll be breaking down what appears to be on paper a ton of good games and a lot of Big 12 talk. So yeah. either I, it, will Kansas win again and will Jimbo pull his head out of his ass and maybe, you know, find a way to make the same have to work for a little bit of a W there. Uh, I'll be in Vegas. I'll have a very fun recap for the show on Monday. We love you. Thanks for the support. The boys are out tonight. Peace.